Here we go, he's coming back. Oh my god, that timing was beautiful! What? Why, when did it stop for you? The moment we clicked, click. Like, the moment oh, we clicked record, you immediately started oh, breaking up. Okay, cool. Well, um, that's good. Hopefully a bit better connection now. Hopefully. We're gonna- you're gonna talk Death Stranding for us. Yep. And I'm gonna talk Werewolf, but we'll have to hold... It's hot, steamy, and I've just spent the last 30 minutes sweeping water off my back patio thanks to a thunderstorm that had me looking for the nearest arc, so you'll have to excuse me if my intro is a little lacking tonight. That being said, we are up to episode 52 of the Player 2 Pixelcast, and despite that number having no traditional extra value, it is rather nice. Joining me this evening are the following fine folk who graciously decided to jump on and lend their voices to the cause of content. First up is my usual host, and part-time copy editor, Tim. How are you? Cold. Cold. I just, I just want to throw that out there since apparently everyone else is complaining about how fucking hot it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, being in the Northern Hemisphere, we'll do that. Yeah, I you know, it's a nice, a nice steady zero degrees Celsius thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, we've, we've only had 25, but it's been like 90% humidity and then storms, so it wasn't pleasant. Next, we have the newest member of the Player 2 editorial team. Insanely overqualified for the role, I'm constantly worried she's going to ditch us for something more befitting of her skills. Oh. Jess, how are you? I'm, look, that's ridiculous. That's a, that's a ridiculous thing. Um, I yeah, because am, it's only me. a matter of time. Come on. How, how, many, <laughs> how many published authors are on this panel? Yeah, yeah. look, <laughs> I... I I guess so. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I guess that's what I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, yeah. You say you're let's, ruining let's, this. Let's... You don't let them know they're overqualified. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I forget I wrote a book last year, so it's it's all good. Um, yeah, yeah well, I'm good. You know, we've, we've been getting 40 degree days. So, um, yeah. hot. In the, in the gong? In the gong. Oh, no, you're in Sutherland now. I'm yeah. in, I'm in yeah, a bit north now. Um, yeah. I still refuse yeah. to call this home. I'm still, still the gong is, is home. Still the gong home, right. Yeah. Excellent. And finally, we have our very own archer extraordinaire. Ken, how many bows this week, mate? Just just the one. Just the <laughs> bows? Like he's like just <laughs> rotating him out? No, I, I, I am not like friend of the show, Terry. So no, he has a problem. He, yeah, he's got a serious problem. <laughs> he, he needs one of those like John Wick style uh, uh, ammo cupboards where it just folds out and it's just a whole bunch of bows on the wall. Fair, that would be kind of badass. It'd be awesome. <laughs> so how are you, Ken? Oh, today could have been better, honestly, but you know, we'll get there. It's better now that you're with us. Yeah, I mean, uh, legitimately, like this is this this is kind of like my my decompression from from what has been a pretty bad day. Jeez, it must have been rough if we're the, we're the highlights. We're the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how rough it is. That's how rough it is. All right, yeah, excellent. <laughs> Again, so, you know, anything more than zero. Anything more than zero, you know, the low bar has been set. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, as befitting uh, my crazy afternoon, we are taking the cheaters route for a topic and simply going on what we're looking forward to gaming-wise in 2021. Games, tech, trends, hell, even fashion. As long as it's loosely related to games, it's fair game. In the meantime, however, we best talk about what we've been playing. Jess, 
Hi. Let's kick things off with you and your spooky journey through the mm. the the split screen nightmare. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I became the player two horror person, but um, that happened. To be um, fair, I wanted to review this one, but I picked it in the player two draft and mm. hence was not able to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. When I was when I was picking games for the draft, I was like, I'm really shooting myself in the foot here, just picking ones <laughs> that I love. But um, that's fine. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've been playing the medium. Um. It's pretty pretty cool. Bit of an interesting interesting title to to come out. Um, kind of the only I think big title that's been released so far this year. Oh, Hitman was the other one. Okay. Oh, Hitman, yeah, yeah but right. it's the big exclusive, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's it's kind of cool. Like, it's the easiest way to describe it is that if you like Silent Hill, it's very similar. Like, the vibe is very much like Silent Hill. Um, the kind of environment of the game is very much like Silent Hill, um, even with the two like different different worlds. Um, so the medium, for those who might not know, is this game about a woman called Marianne. She's a spirit medium, um, and she kind of um, has a bit of a shaky knowledge of her past. Um, and one day she gets a phone call um, from this guy who is basically like, oh, I know some stuff about your past, about you. Um, come meet me at this spooky abandoned hotel and I'll tell you more about it. And she's like, heck yeah, I love spooky abandoned motels. And she gets on a motorbike um, and, you know, goes to the middle of nowhere um, to meet this guy she knows nothing about. At, oh my God, uh, please tell me that's the actual dialogue. <laughs> like she's like big up for this. Heck yeah! <laughs> Gotta get me some of that. <laughs> um, if that was the actual dialogue, I'd be like, "Yep, sure, game of the year. It doesn't get better than this." <laughs> Most relatable protagonist. Um, <laughs> she's not far off though. Like she's pretty good. Yeah. Um, her like quip game when it comes to you know commenting on stuff she picks up in the environment is pretty good. Um, but yeah, and then you know the hotel is like known for being the site of a massacre that happened and so it's super haunted and she goes on this journey to find out like who she was and save some souls and learn some stuff and you know all that that good horror horrid horror stuff um so yeah. how, does the, how does the split worlds yeah, that's work the thing, like that a... was the big big promo thing was the yeah. split worlds so um marianne has kind of like a like a mirror image of herself i guess who exists in the spirit realm. And when Marianne does stuff in the real world, the spirit version of her um, does exactly the same thing in the spirit world. So it's like the two worlds are happening for her simultaneously and both um, versions are happening for her simultaneously and it's the same way for the player. Um, so it's not like that for the whole game, but a lot of the time what you have is um, kind of like a split screen and you run around and she performs whatever action you tell her to perform in both worlds um, and each environment um, might have some kind of different elements that you can interact with. Um, so Spirit Marianne can do some stuff um, with like absorbing energy and then using that energy to um, activate uh, what in the real world might appear as like a power box. So she might absorb energy in the spirit world, power a thing, and then in the real world suddenly Marianne has power. Um 
Or, you know, you might walk down a hallway and the hallway will look the same, but in the real world, um, it will be blocked off. So you can't go down that way. As, um, ah, here we go. Weird. So I'm wondering, is this game actually writing the law for, like, the existence of invisible walls of video games? Yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah. Um, but she, yeah, so you can do this cool thing where she, like, can have what's called an out-of-body experience where she basically just becomes Spirit Marianne and you can run around for a bit as just spirit her so you can get through bits that real real her couldn't get through and yeah it's about using the different versions of her to kind of interact with each other in the different worlds Solve puzzles and things yeah it's cool the way it renders you know simultaneously in both both worlds though um it does seem it very really is, technically yeah. ambitious for a smaller development team for sure yeah it definitely comes across that way and it's it's really pretty like the environments are really impressive um for what it's trying to do, I mean, I probably would have forgiven it being a little bit like jittery, considering it's, yeah, it's pretty. Well, they did. But... They did specifically state. I remember seeing an interview with Blue Team, and they were saying like they had this idea for the game like quite a few years ago, but could never get the hardware to do it, which is why it's a it's a true next gen exclusive, of which there isn't many yet. Nope. Um, uh, I think Demon Demon Souls is the only other next gen true exclusive. Maybe Astro. Uh, Oh, as- oh, and Astro. <laughs> Let's not actually yeah. sell Astro short. I, to be fair, oh, I have not played right. the PS5 one, but based on the VR experience, Astro Bot games are actually kind of awesome. <laughs> they are pretty good. But yeah, they Bloober team did say that this is the first time they've actually had the guts of a machine to be able to do it. It would yeah. do it justice, yeah. I can see why, for sure. Um, but yeah, I feel like anything you want to say about Silent Hill, you could say in a lot of ways about this. And that's like good and bad. Yeah, so it's got the the static rooms, yeah, like the old school horror games. Yeah, so, well, yeah, like fixed, hang on, what do you mean? Yeah, fixed camera, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of annoying, but, like, I get it. I get why they've made that decision. Um, It adds an an extra layer of it being spooky because, you know, you can't check around corners to see what's going to be there. You just have to kind of chuck yourself in um, headfirst and, yeah, it allows you to... You know, have the camera angle positioned behind a creepy bookcase that looks like there's someone watching you, but there's not. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's also got the weird themes about, like, the double worlds and what's real, what's not real, and plots, like, a plot that kind of makes sense, but then sometimes goes off the rails in a little ways. And, like, I absolutely think people are going to write entire books about the themes of this, just as I am sure they have done with Silent Hill. Like, I, I just, I can sense that there are so many layers that, like, are there that I'm just not picking up on. Um, so which is a weird feeling that I've yeah really felt strongly with Silent Hill where I'm like, I see you're trying to do something. And then I hear someone explain it to me in depth and I'm like, yeah, sure, that's about grieving and, I don't know, the <laughs> relationship between parents and child. Like, it's just, it's it's strange, but, yeah. it's co- It's cool because a horror game has not done the sorts of things that I like Silent Hill for doing in quite a while. Yeah. And, no, that genre's yeah. been around. Actually, the genre's not in a bad place at the moment, but it hasn't been. It's in a pretty good place, road. but yeah. Mm. Horror, horror fans are pretty spoiled at the moment, actually, with Resident Evil going so actually well. Actually being uh, good again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's, I mean, I guess, leading the charge, but it's nice to have a, a different flavor of horror, I guess. Mm-hmm. Although Bloober Team is still a hilarious name for a developer that focuses on horror games. <laughs> horror games, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like booting up the game like, oh yes, this is going to be spooky. And it's like Bloober Team. And I'm like, yeah. You're expecting like Booger Man, Booger Man remade. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Toe jam in it all or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So uh, your review is on Player 2 if you want sure. more in-depth um, words on the medium. Yep. Um, but I'm going to check it out soon too. So. Yeah, you should. It's on Game Pass, so it doesn't cost anything. Of Microsoft thing. Yeah. All right, Tim. Yeah. You've been the world's uh, post-apocalyptic postman yep, on PC. On PC. So this this is like a hell of a thing that even a couple of years ago, I think, would have felt Starring weird. Kevin Costner? Not Starring quite. Kevin Costner. <laughs> star power's not quite Kevin Costner. No. Is Kevin Costner star power anymore? I mean, yeah. we're showing our age. Like, yeah. <laughs> the fact that they still remember the name. Waterworld was really expensive when it was made. <laughs> I've never seen it. Though. Um, <clears throat> nope. Nor has anybody based on the box office take. <laughs> yes. No, but I did watch Postman. Oh, no. Anyway, it was yes. So bad, um, but yeah. No, we're talking about Death Stranding, not not the Postman. But that that is a fairly appropriate analogy. This is um, Hideo Kojima delivery game. But like playing it on PC, like this, this whole notion that I'm playing a big budget Sony published game on PC with an Xbox 360 controller. is kind of mind-blowing if you like to stop and think about that for a thing um mercifully it includes one feature that i'm starting to find a lot more common in pc games that um as my hardware ages i'm finding a uh, lifesaver which is you can actually choose your frame rate cap yeah so i like put that thing way down at 30 because i'd much rather have that thing be more or less consistent like, Ooh, it's 30 when it, it's 60 when I'm looking at the sky and then it's like tanking all the way down to 28 when something crazy happens I, I lost mm-hmm. yeah the lost two frames would be a lot better but um the short of that is that it, hey yeah um I like this this is one of those games our review is really not positive on it no no Joby uh pitched that one to me and I think mainly because he knew I wouldn't care if he bagged it so, <laughs> well, the IGN Australia review bagged it as well, so it could just be yeah, like yeah. The, the Southern Hemisphere or something. Because yeah, I think a couple other Australian sites didn't like it either. But yeah, I mean, it is very slow paced, and I would not want to actually be reviewing this game because mm. I mean, you already have to accept that this is going to move slowly. Yeah. Um, mm. and a big part of it, a significant part of it, is the um, the indirect asymmetric um, multiplayer. Where every you kind of got this huge world, and it's all about traversal. And gradually, as you unlock abilities, you start off with ladders, and you can start building bridges and zip lines and things. And your worlds are kind of connected with everyone else's. To the point, and this is like kind of really clever because the story hasn't evolved. That you're effectively a porter. You're literally a delivery man. Within the story, you are somewhat legendary, but you're still a fucking post dude. <laughs> Um, carrying uh, way too heavy stuff on his back across mountain ranges and craters and stuff. Um, but the idea is that, like there are other people who are not you out there. And while technically everybody playing this game is obviously playing the same story and playing as the hero character, like certain, I guess, clusters of players are kind of linked together. So if someone else in your group kind of builds a bridge, that will appear there for you. So the world mm. kind of just fills itself up with little... It feels like the next step from that Dark Souls, uh, where you can leave tips and tricks for people. Yeah, but like less sinister, perhaps. Less sinister, yeah, yeah. 
But because like, I mean, the whole the theme of this game is like trying to reunify things. So uh, that actually works. One greatly great is um, I have popcorn. Yay! This feels appropriate for a Kojima game. There, a lot of the cutscenes have not yet, yet been that long. <laughs> I'm not lying. Like, this... yeah, he, he's got popcorn. <laughs> I literally but... just got handed a bowl of popcorn. Got visual on the popcorn. <laughs> Confirmed by the other. <laughs> I lost my train of thought now. You know, so the the theme, like, kind, kind. I mean, I, I, I'm not like big on multiplayer, but I love it. Was it's a line for like an eels song? I'm not, I'm not as introverted as that guy. I mean, if you're familiar with the years at all, like the, the the eels is weird. Yeah. But he's got this long song, which is like he doesn't like being around people. It makes him feel all fidgety and weird, but it doesn't mean he hates people. And this is kind of for people like so that. So he's a video game journalist then. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> basically. Sure. You know that reminds me of um when I think they, when the developers were de- um, describing No Man's Sky and its multiplayer as like footprints in the sand. Mm. And I feel like that sort of applies here. Like people have leave their sort of mark, mark, but you don't encounter them directly. Yeah, and it works really well, honestly. Like it, it's, and the thing is, it encourages you to. It changes how you affect things. So maybe you're just kind of transversing this really kind of pain in the ass section, and you could like set stuff up to make it easier for yourself to go back. And you're like, I don't really know if it's worth it or not. But in the back of your head, you're kind of aware that if I do this, whether I use it or not, it's going to be useful for somebody else. Yeah. Actually kind of changes your approach to that, and it makes progress feel a lot more meaningful. And it has to be said, like, this game is kind of like, it's the other side of the Breath of the Wild coin. And that it's kind of like the anti-Ubisoft where, I mean, unlike Breath of the Wild, this has, like, icons all over the fucking place. But the difference is, it is all about the journey. Like, the thing that makes this game work for me, because I'm generally not a huge open world fan, is that the terrain matters. Like, it's not just this thing you progress to to get to the checkpoint to, like, get the quest and then kill the rats. Like, it is literally built around the idea of you have to think about how you're going to get there. Mm. Um, shit is heavy. Which I'm, I'm, Kenny particularly is like aware of. I get really pissed off with when there's no sense when there's no sense of weight in a game. This is all about that, mm. and I actually kind of really love it. Like when you're like running down a hill and you like you, you've lost control of your own momentum, and you have to like get the balance and everything. It's actually really nice to because it really you really do feel grounded in the world, um, and appropriately because the production values are through the roof. The character animation is fantastic and it actually sells it like. There are people who are nat- naturally and for understandable reasons going to hate this, mm. but what it does, it actually does do quite beautifully. Also, you know, you get um, grenades made out of your pee and poop. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I remember like a clip, a clip that was going around the internet when this game first came out, and it was somebody carrying a whole heap of stuff, tripping, falling, all the things spilling over, down a bridge and into a river that's all the way at the bottom of the ravine. And all the stuff just being washed away. Rough. <laughs> it is a po- like yeah. the world is a possibility space, and to be fair, I will never fully utilize it because I'm not. I'm a. I guess I'm boring. But like much like I guess the last Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Five, before it, like you can see how many mechanics are like opening up, and the way it's just yeah. encouraging you to like fuck around in the world, and everything just seems to kind of work within it. 
Hmm. I know it, it's it's a really weird one for recommendations though. Like it's yeah. absolutely not a game you could suggest anybody buy as a present for another person. Yeah, it's got to be. Games the... are. There are a lot. I think there are a lot of games that are like actually fairly kind of like safe. Like this, this is good, and most people enjoy it. This really, like, I understand why people bounce off this. Yeah, yeah. Did, the most important question, of course, is: Did you find Jeff Keeley? Not as yet, no. Not as yet, no. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm like thirty something hours in, like probably the lower end of that, and I have no idea how far through the game I am yet. <laughs> I just know he's a random quest giver at some point, but yeah. yeah. Also, I don't. All care. right. Also, you don't care. You found you found uh, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo. Uh, Guillermo. Yeah, I think he's kind yeah, of. I definitely found Norman Reedus. <laughs> you found well so. that's good what game you'd actually been playing yeah i have no idea what what role norman reeders actually plays in the game it's just like that he's was the a name of the main he's, the oh, he's the main character the main dude. all right you okay. are norman reeders yeah <laughs> you see so much of him yeah no i just realized what i want from this game and it's kind of ruining my part of the second half mm. but now it started i really want um a Death Stranding fan, 2? A fan pa- no, I want a fan patch where you pa- play as Bernie Sanders with the mittens. <laughs> <laughs> there was one for Resident yeah. Evil, did you see that? No, I know. it's starting to pop up. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the bad guy has been changed into Rip Bernie chasing you with his mittens. But, yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's the internet, folks. The internet. <laughs> sometimes it is fun. Often it is terrible, but sometimes... That photo. That photo yep. is the game of the year. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Photoshopper's game of the year. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we move on. And uh, the game I'm going to talk about uh, comes out this week. It comes out on the day of this podcast. And we're actually holding the po- podcast back a few hours so I can talk about it. Um, it is Werewolf Apocalypse Earthblood. Is it Odd good map. or is it great? It is actually pretty good. It surprised me. So um, it's based off a tabletop uh, game for people that don't know. I have no experience with said tabletop game, but I do know that. Um, It is very much Captain Planet with werewolves is the story. So essentially the werewolves are the protectors of Gaia or Earth. Um, And they are, you know, essentially environmental warriors. Um, And the the story is pitched as you're going up against – this uh, gigantic corporation that's uh, kind of under the influence of one of the three primal powers. So the three primal powers are like chaos, um, destruction and growth essentially. And they're, they're under the, the influence of destruction, which has kind of gotten too strong. Thanks to humans. That's the spin anyway. So humans have basically given the power of destruction too much power over earth and it's corrupting everything. And, you know, basically we're turning the place into shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the werewolf story starts, you play a werewolf um, named KL, and uh, he uh, is essentially this warrior for his, his, his pack of werewolf buddies where he's uh, like, I guess like an, a, a terrorist almost into this, this corporation. He's sent in on sabotage missions and things like that. Uh, I won't spoil the story. It's all grand B-grade nonsense, but it is fun nonsense and it's worth like tuning in for. Um, so 
the essential part of the game is you play, there's three roles you play in the game. So generally running around the world, you play as either Kale as a human or him as a wolf. And you could trans, uh, transform between the two at the press of a button. Um, so the wolf's really good for sneaking, uh, getting through, you know, vents and things like that, undetected, um, quick across the ground, whereas in human form he can use technology and he can break bad guys' necks and shoot his crossbow and things like that. The third form is when it comes to combat, and that's when you turn into a werewolf. And at that point, it essentially becomes a big old gory, uh, not quite to the level of something like Devil May Cry, but kind of in that vein. Um, so, but the, the trick is you can get overwhelmed very easily, uh, even as a werewolf, and you, you're super strong as a werewolf, especially early on. Um, so the, the the kind of I guess it's all these corridors and levels are set up where you sneak around a lot and try and kind of even the odds in your favor you're gonna have to go to combat at some point but if you can sneak around and like ruin the doors where reinforcements come through or take out the security cameras or or um take out the sentry guns before you have to go into combat you're going to like make life a lot easier for yourself so that that's the essential I guess, gist of the game. And there's, there's these couple of different hub worlds, which you can run around and explore, do some kind of side missions in, and then you kind of branch off these hub worlds into the main missions of the game, the story missions of the game. It runs at about uh, 12 hours all up. And it's, it's a good old bowl of comfort food. Like this is not a game that is going to win any awards, but it was the perfect palate cleanser because I've been playing Captain Planet with werewolves. <laughs> it's Captain Planet with werewolves. <laughs> but like, what it's, about it's that the... is not going to win awards. <laughs> I don't understand. You don't understand. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of this cool palate cleanser because everything is so big. Uh, I guess at the moment I've been playing such big games. I've been playing like uh, Assassin's Creed. And I've been playing Yakuza, Like a Dragon, mm-hmm. as and even NBA Two K Twenty One. They're big games, and there's no end in sight in those games. To play this kind of short, sharp, well-produced... Like, you can tell it's a double-A game. This is not a triple-A title. And there are some rough edges, but the rough edges are never anywhere that matters, if you know what I mean. Like, the gameplay is always silky smooth. There's no there's hardly any bugs, like which surprised me. There's not even stuff like bodies clipping in walls and things like that. They've, they've polished it quite a lot i mean you can see where they've had to you know cut corners in graphical quality especially in backgrounds and some of the uh non-playable characters are a bit bland and the lip syncing's a bit dodgy things like that like one of my favorite quirks with like cheaper video games though is where you get these npcs that are just way below the graphical fidelity of everything else in the world (laughs) of everything else yeah and there's a bit of that in here you know you can see where they've kind of cut corners but really, it's it's a really good job, and it makes me want a sequel quite uh, quite a lot. And there's a lot of promise in this kind of um, three ways of playing that I think they didn't quite fully explore. I think they could explore the kind of stealth and combat um, combination even better in a sequel. And if that if this was to do well enough, and they were to do a sequel, I think that's kind of where they were going. This is almost you know one of those proof of concept sort of things, and I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could really mix up 
the you know the transforming between human and wolf a lot better the werewolf stuff is fun don't get me wrong you get get powers there's light rpg stuff where you get skills skill points to upgrade your powers um but the the actual kind of stealth mechanics where you're the human or the wolf could could do with like you could do some really interesting stuff there i think that that they kind of missed a little bit of an opportunity there but overall like this is an ideal 50 60 dollar game like you're gonna get especially if you like a bit of action um it it's tight it's well produced it's a satisfying story there's a good conclusion uh you know it's it's a well put together video game that it's it's probably going to get forgotten by the end of the year, but yep. I had a blast playing it. So yeah, it's it's well worth checking out, and that's why I, I wanted to go for talk. something dumb but actually fun. And again, over in under twenty hours, like I'm enjoying Death Stranding, but I'm struggling to find a lot of time to put. Like I that thirty, I think same has me down at thirty three hours. That was like within a week or two after Christmas. Since then, I mean, like getting in like half an hour a week. So yeah, and I think that's more. An, I think breaking up these um, kind of big games, you almost need these sort of shorter experiences. So that's why I've always enjoyed the campaigns in Call of Duty, no matter how uh, like uh, toxic Call of Duty, I guess the overall thing is that the short, I like the fact that there's an eight hour campaign, you can blast through, you switch your brain off, Often you have shorter. a bit of Ma- Michael Bay fun with it. And there's, you know, Call of Duty is always tight. It always functions perfectly as a first-person shooter still having getting a bit of trouble at the point where they um kind of rewrote an american war crime yeah i made that the russians not that not that i am pro-russian government in any stretch but damn you gotta own your own you gotta (laughs) own the original sin guys like yeah 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 (laughs) there there is that 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 um problematic american flag waving with call of duty but um, yeah, so back to Werewolf. I think it's well worth a bit of fun, and I can imagine people that know the um, the law and and know the tabletop game are going to get a lot out of this. I, th- I think Ken knows a bit about it. Yeah, we're just yep. assuming based on being the tabletop guy, but apparently he does. Yeah, I mean, anytime there is a um, RPG that's kind of um, linked to the world of darkness, it's like mm, that was that was my late teens. That was your elite teens, okay. So I did. I didn't do too bad in describing it then. No, no, <laughs> no. Good, <laughs> but I mean, no. I, I guess what's interesting is actually, I, I was like, who's the developer? And I'm looking at the developer. It's like, it, oh, it's Cyanide. Yeah, which actually makes a bunch of games that I like. like I like. Uh, there's a lot to like about this too. Yeah. Like I mean, they make they make Pro Cycling Manager for the last like twenty years, <laughs> which is really weird. But um, <clears throat> they've made um Space Hulk Deathwing, which was actually a pretty good like a uh, Left 4 Dead type shooter, and yeah, yeah, they make Cycling Manager and Warhammer games apparently, and <laughs> so and now World oh. of Darkness games. <laughs> so world, yeah. am I writing World of Darkness is the same. Is it the same world of, as Vampire? It's Mass the same Ray? world as Vampire, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's like so. a whole, it's a whole other like sort of franchise. Um, yeah, yeah. There are no vampires in this game. It's, it's all werewolf territory. Yeah, yeah. There's dodgy werewolves though that you get to fight. There's some actually. It's worth pointing out that the boss battles in this are, are excellent. Like I had That's a rare. lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with the boss battles in this game. Even the last one, which you know. 
by all rights is always terrible in these sort of games. It was yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like it's 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 B grade all the way, but it knows it, it owns it, and and it just runs with so it. So the question and, there is like, is this actually the definitive of this current pocket in time, the definitive tabletop to RPG um, digital <laughs> RPG experience until Masquerade Two comes out. <laughs> Or until I mean, like two years from now, where Cyberpunk is finally the game it was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> Cyberpunk will never be the game it was meant to be. You're probably right. <laughs> I, I, I have didn't expect like... Cyberpunk to be a game that would just like. My favorite bug is just the one that I don't know if everybody gets it. Just all of these trees, just just everywhere in the distance, wherever I'm going, every tree just loads into the the background. So I'm just oh, standing wow. in a building. And there's just just trees. Wouldn't that like just, just... tank your graphics card? I mean, it doesn't love it, um, <laughs> but like, I'm just kind of walking and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, where's where's the outside? Oh, there's a tree there. That's probably the way outside. No, it's just a tree from like tree. kilometers away on the map that's decided left... to load into the room that I'm in. She's so, something I did a lot. That is so weird. A it lot is weird. During my um, brief downtime over Christmas was I would leave YouTube videos running extended in the background. I got one person... He was like, they just had a random NPC just follow them everywhere for the entire game. <laughs> yeah. That NPC apparently died in a different mission while he was with them. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I, I've decided to wait until the February patch before I dive in. I've decided I, uh, to... I just randomly I end up buying Death Standing instead of um, Cyberpunk, and I do not have any regrets at all. <laughs> no, I, I, I told you. I may or may not ever buy that game. No, I told you, Tim, you're going to hate this. You're going to hate mm. Cyberpunk. It's everything you hate about open world games. <laughs> for, for the, oh, I guess, five or six hours I played of it, like I was having fun with it, but it was, it didn't feel like something I hadn't played before. Like I, it felt just like playing Fallout or, you know, something like that in, in mechanics wise. There was, there was not that sense of wonder that The Witcher had, you know, the, not that um, just kind of, Breath, yeah. breathtaking map that just combined. I never got that feeling from Cyberpunk. So yeah, I feel like um, there's probably something to be said about the fact that it came out like not that long before Christmas, and then in kind of the break period that I had over over Christmas, I spent more time wanting to go back and finish Valhalla than I did wanting to play Cyberpunk, which yeah. had just come out. Yeah, and Valhalla did share some complaints as well. Um, also, we are rambling. It's the host. Yeah, we are. Dragon's back. <laughs> oh, Draggy's back. Let's have a break. Tim, okay. find well done. Music. Yeah. <laughs> Ken loves a hard segue. That's about as hard as it gets. So I mean, we'll have all a break. the segues today so far have been hard. Seg- yeah. Hard left. So <laughs> it's quality. We'll have some music and we'll be back to talk about what we're looking forward to in 2021.
2020 was a shit show. There is no doubt. But the one shining light in a year of crotch shots was the quality of games that hit our systems. We got some pretty memorable titles as well as some brand new systems to play them on. So 2021 has a bit to live up to in order to beat the only good thing from last year. Ken, let's head your way. Will 2021 be a better in terms of game quality? And what are you looking forward to? Um, I mean, I just hope 2021 would generally be a better year as a whole. That's, a, that's once again that zero bar yeah. level. You know? Anything. <laughs> anything. Have it been, though? Not yet. It's got not so interesting stuff. Hey, I will. Let's get international for a second. There was a day, and it's been like this ever since, where the biggest presidential scandal to come out of the US was a shitty Bon Jovi cover. Incredible. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I can get used to this <laughs> level of boring. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Today true. in President Watch, he <laughs> dog for a walk. He signed his signature funny. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Amazing. Yeah. He true. didn't there once grope the female staff. Oh. <laughs> Groundbreaking. Speaking of low bars to clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Ken, back to you. What do you reckon? Um. All right. Let's let's start with in terms of things that I'm looking forward to something that's super low bar like like this is i am pretty sure this will be good um i've talked many times about my love for warhammer 40k lore not necessarily the tabletop game because you know i'm not a fan of painting miniatures and assembling them and they are very expensive but i do like get cox to do it for you yeah just like drop them in a box outside his front door and he'll just like instinctively Trust me, I've asked, and he's been he's been a real jerk about it so far. <laughs> oh wow! That's a back. <laughs> what an asshole! Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but uh, Fat Shark are making a brand new um Left for Dead esque game, yes. uh, and they're the same team that made Vermintide, and they are now making a Warhammer a Warhammer forty k uh themed uh game called Darktide. And that should come out sometime in 2021, and I'm really looking forward to it. Like the Vermintide games have been really good. They've been probably, <clears throat> probably the best sort of Left 4 Dead type of game where it's four players, yeah. asymmetrical, play, you know, killing hordes and hordes of zombies slash rats slash something else, like killing, like like just taking care of hordes of and hordes of things cooperative like that type of game mm. um isn't it kind of crazy that left for dead has kind of been left for dead <laughs> <laughs> I, I will i will jump in and say world war z was surprisingly good too. i've heard good and, things about yeah. yeah world war z and um and back for blood is apparently pretty good it's, as well yeah well it's the new one um from the team that made left for dead and it's not out yet uh so it's coming this year so the team that was left for dead is now back for blood. Yeah, because they made evolve. <laughs> Let's keep on working with this. Let's keep on working. Yeah. With but they've evolved. Yes, they've, they've evolved, evolved past yeah. left for dead. Yeah, past evolve. Yeah. Remember when that game was going to be a big deal? It was. Wow. It was a really good game that I think was ruined by some terrible marketing and just the player count never took off because of it. And that sort of game, you really need a lot of players. Yeah. It vibed as a game that would have spiders, so I didn't play it. I don't, I don't think it ended up having spiders. 
Yeah, but it vibed as a game that did, so I was like, mm-hmm. I love that our yeah. horror reviewer is like, this is her, this is her yeah, thing. that's it. Like, yeah, I, I was going to say, like, aren't, aren't spiders, like, a mainstay in horror games? Yes, no, th- I mean, they're more of a mainstay in, like, fantasy RPGs, which is more yeah, of an so issue. So where do you oh, stand true. with, like, Mordor and shit? Not, well, I haven't like played when it. We had sexy game that has spiders in it. Yeah, but that's all right. She turns into sexy lady, so it's yeah. fine. She's not. Yeah, a... she she... That doesn't actually make it better. It, it upsets. My sexy ladies David aren't also spiders. Oh my god! It gave me a lot of entertainment from the we are not here to fuck spiders like spiders, endless yeah. tirade. <laughs> you just have to mention it to David still, and he just goes off on a massive like rant and shaking well, and stuff I... I remember being on a panel at PAX yeah. with David and he was talking about sexy spider lady <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> so a yeah. sequel to um, Shadow of War are we going to get that with sexy spider lady <laughs> <laughs> I hope as, so. the, as the lead oh goodness yes please I hope so I won't play it but I just want that for David I just want that for yeah. him just yeah. for the hardcore Tolkien nerds out there, just to yeah. really upset them, yeah. <laughs> make, make that make that lore, like make that like canon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just do it. Just. Yeah. Oh, uh, we just want to watch it's the world. It's funny because I don't really particularly care about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> I can like, actually uh, understand why it is actually kind of a travesty to the source material. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Do you have any uh, any others there, Ken, on your list? Oh, look, I mean, I, I'm actually really interested in Persona 5 Strikers, but that's that's out already. Wait, uh, out? No, next month. Next month, but that actually looks really good. Because, yeah. like, I like the idea of the Persona games, and I've tried to do Persona 4, and I loved everything except the dungeons Yeah. in Persona 4, and I haven't played 5 yet, but this seems like... 5 is um, bloated. If you don't have time, do not start 5. Yeah, but Striker seems like a good like way. It's to like a it. Dynasty Warriors style. Like, yeah, it's like it? a yeah. like action game. Like yeah. there, there's act- active time, like pausing. It's almost kind of like a Tales of Symphonia esque with their with their fighting system, with their combat system. So it's like it seems like a good way to 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 dip my toe into into that Persona series again. Um, I think there's Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance sometime coming out this year. Yes, so the so, original oh, isn't it? No, um, not Dungeons and Dragons. It was like spin-off on Baldur's Gate, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a yeah, Baldur's yeah. Gate Dark Alliance, and yeah. now I think it's just called Dungeons Dark and Dragons War. Dark yeah. Alliance. And I've always liked that type of like again co-op, four-player dungeon. Just it's straightforward dungeon dungeoneering. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, that's probably that's probably things that i'm looking forward to at the moment oh and the ascent and what sorry the ascent oh the ascent yes yes that looks very cool doesn't it cool cyberpunk action rbg yeah like cyberpunk diablo and it kind of looks a bit like um crusader which like why that series doesn't exist is beyond me because that was fantastic so crusader no remorse and crusader no regret they were awesome so so those yeah those are just the games that i'm looking forward to Excellent, excellent. All right, then, Jess, batter up. Mm. Is 2021 going to be better than 2020 in terms of games? Um, <laughs> let's just put that there, and then and then what, what tickles your fancy? Um, yeah, look, I hope so. I think some cool stuff will come out on next-gen um, 
consoles. I think for me, I am most excited for Horizon um, Forbidden West. Yep. was a big fan of Horizon Zero Dawn, so obviously keen to see where that goes. Um, and, you know, I imagine on next-gen, like with next-gen graphics, it's just going to be amazing. The first one was already amazing, so, you know, we live in the future. Um, I'm also really pumped for Open Roads, but I don't know if it'll come out this year. Yeah, that looks really interesting. That's that mother-daughter mm, one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, they're like mother-daughter and they're on a road trip uh, kind of trying to figure out the life of the grandmother who died, I think is the, the premise. Um, and I'm, yeah, super on board with it because there are a lot of games about like, well, I, in an interview with um, um, the developers, they were saying, you know, there are a lot of games with like sad dads yeah. um, going on their sad dad journeys and I'm really keen for there to be one about mother and daughter instead of sad mom. Yeah, sad mom. <laughs> sad mom the game. Be happy. Um, but yes, it's exactly my kind of like narrative. Um, slightly yeah, it looks very uh, don't nod sort of style. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, which um, Fulbright kind of do. Um, yeah. Anyway, with like Tacoma and um, Gone Home. Gone Home um, is still really good. I love Gone Home so much, just so much. Um, but yeah, um, Horizon, that's the big one and Open Roads and I'm sure there are others. There's just so much, like there's so many, 2021 is a weird year because there are so many things that it's like, will this come out this year? Will they mm. delay it? I feel like last year has made me, um, skeptical. I think about it's always like that. We're just more consciously Island. aware of it now. Yeah. And I think, I think yeah. actually... And I've talked about this uh, with – I might have even been you, Jess, before, but I think Cyberpunk, in a way, has kind of taken a bullet for everyone else. Mm. Now there is this legitimate big excuse for developers to say, hang on a minute, we're going to delay our games rather yeah. than put it out like this. And I think Cyberpunk, in a way, have, have fallen on their sword for mm. everyone else, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, and and it's it, like it's shown that the Halo team did the right thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think that was uh, obvious uh, to it. Literally, it was everybody. obvious, but you know, yeah, I feel that kind of you know, immediate backlash that Microsoft were losing their biggest title, Amazing. and they did. They lost their biggest launch title, but they're still selling out of consoles. They're, so. Yeah, they're still selling out of console, and they, you're going to get a better Halo game because of it. So, yeah. And I think, I mean, that's resulted in the backlash not being as like, yeah. As harsh, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, all right. It, it seems like, you know, we've we've talked about like, not like this whole conversation about games coming out when they're ready. Yeah. As opposed to to meet some type of arbitrary deadline or arbitrary like, oh, it's got to be within this financial year. I, that I, type I, of. Yeah, the financial year ones, shareholders. Yeah. Like yeah. I understand, like deadlines I mean, it's are a good thing. and if you have good project management with clearly oh, yes. CD projects I mean, in there's, there's a, I mean, that's a yeah. whole other, that's a whole other additional, yeah. another layer on top of it. Yeah, there's a because it's crazy yeah. that Insomniac has gotten got like Miles Morales out, and like they, I honestly believe they will hit their deadline with Ratchet. They probably will, but then again, Insomniac, they also like CD Project Red. You've got to remember they're still independent. Mm. Like they. They're big independent, really big independent, but they're still independent. They don't have... They also uh, bit off other... way more than they could chew. Yeah. And you stories know, coming out from that. We, we should probably just have a cyberpunk bitching cyberpunk session as a separate... Yeah, but... 
But yeah, I, I think. All right, that's um, the next podcast episode then. <laughs> Tim, you've got a topic ready. I'm d- um, I don't have to play it to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think yeah that, that the delays are going to be common this year, and I think with Cyberpunk being such a shit show when it launched, every developer's got that perfect excuse to say, you know what, it might be better with an extra couple of months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever seen ever seen a game that that came out you know in in, in a broken shape whatever mm. like we've seen broken games launch but like something like that like directly impact the developers or you know their share prices to yeah. that degree mm. i think it like, happened I think kind of with ea with the star wars debacles but yeah i mean but, that's that's the thing that you as a developer you sell to the publishers you just walk in with a chart of cd project stock yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and you point to the valley yeah yeah <laughs> Very Look, we can only hope that it has some knock-on effects for reducing the crunch that went into Cyberpunk. Hopefully they'll be able to look at that too and just be like, well, that yeah. didn't work. We're not getting so. too distracted here, but Biomutant, which has now got a release date. Mm. So there was a really interesting story. There was an interview with the developer. Now they've come out with a release date, which is May. And it was dead quiet for a long time. And they were talking mm. to this guy. There's only 20 people in that studio. And he basically said the reason there wasn't any updates is because he didn't want to make the team feel like they had to crunch to achieve Mm. any certain things. So he said, we felt it was better to go dead silent and just Mm. talk when we were ready, which luckily THQ Nordic supported them in that. Um, Obviously, that's not always the case with some other companies. But um, they uh, basically went dead quiet so they could get everything right. And And he said, as a result, they've had their 20 people essentially working on bug fixing for the entire entirety of 2020. So just polishing Amazing. that game. So this game is yeah. potentially going to come out and like shock everybody with this level of polish. Yeah, yeah. And so, and that's what he said. He said, it's an open world game. He said, so you can't expect, like, he said, it's it's really hard to find, obviously, everything, especially with a 20-man team in it. He said, but there will be nothing in that game that will break anything. Uh, you know, they, they, they like really put effort into this and they've been lucky enough to have it, had a, um, publisher that's, that's allowed them to do that, I guess. But it was a really interesting take. I, especially with all the stories of crunch lately that these guys specifically went dark, dark to avoid crunch. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, which hopefully it pans out for them because I played that game at PAX Oh shit, mate! Two years ago, now it's been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, and it, it had a lot of promise. Like it was a real early build at yeah. PAX, but it, it was a cool, cool idea. Yeah. Mm. Um. Oh yeah. The the other game actually, the other one that I am looking forward to before we move on is is Mass Effect. Is Mass Effect three release? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> nice. Is that uh, all three? All three. Yeah, it should be all three. All three. The only yeah. Mass Effect games that exist, apparently. Look, I liked Andromeda. I, think I a lot just of recently did. played through it, and mm. it was it was good with a lot of excess shit. Yes. Yeah. yeah if you, like if you so knew which filler. shit to avoid, then yeah. it was good. You know. Yeah. The, yeah. I was gonna say like with Andromeda, I wish they explored the whole like child father dynamic more. Mm. Yeah, that was really cool. The way they that was um, kind of made your siblings and father. Look, look like, like you. the character yeah. that you created, and I wish they did did more with that. I'm like, okay, this is where the heart of the story is, and then like nothing else happened there. And yeah. Like, oh. But yeah, I I enjoyed Andromeda enough. I played through like one and two, but I never got to three. Ah. 
So this might be an opportunity. Yeah, it might might be time to get into three because when three first came out, there was that whole um, the ending thing. No, not the ending thing, but there was there was a problem with it like um, wiping your hard drive. Oh. Yeah, there was a, a <clears throat> there was a, a one of the initial problems with three. If you popped it into a three hundred and sixty, was that it, it just wiped your hard drive. Oh, good. That's a pretty so big I bug. So I didn't play it then. That's a pretty big bug. I remember. Yeah, I don't and remember I, it doing it to me, and I bought it on day one, so I yeah. guess I was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I think but I just I, played it on PS three. So yeah, I played it more on PC, and that would have been way more devastating if that had happened. There. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot harder. Um. I'm keen. I, I want to know what they're going to do to Mass Effect 1, 2. Yes. Because yes. it, it, like 2 and 3 hold up really well now. They're super tight, well put together games. 1 was very grand, but it is like it frame rate was all over the joint. There was stupid long load times. Lucky the story was really good yeah. because like there was a lot of broken things in that game. And so it would be really interesting to see how they tidy that up. I think it'll be release. fine. I mean, I played all of them on PC and never yeah. had huge problems with anything. There's a definite pacing difference between 1 and 2, yeah. but yeah, I think if they're just targeting more powerful hardware, unless they're really treating this as a B project, then it... Yeah, I, I, I think I'm, there'll I'm be some sure. updates, but it'll yeah. be mostly cosmetic. I'm just curious as to what they're going to do with all the lift rides now. <laughs> yeah, because you don't need them anymore. <laughs> that was one thing I did with because I replayed Andromeda on my Series X over Christmas, mm. um, and you didn't even get to finish the the little radio spiels when you you're tripping through the Hyperion because you jump oh. on and the train and, and the radio spiel had finished halfway through because the loads obviously were too quick. It was kind of almost game breaking, but yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. <laughs> I wonder um, if they'll consider that. They'll just have to push their load time so that you can get your whole little radio message in. Well, apparently Ghost of Tsushima did that. Mm. They put oh, a wow. timer on their load screen so you had enough time to read the tips. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. So there's oh, actually a built-in that. timer for the load screen. So even on the PS5 on the faster hard drive, it still mm. is always the same because it's been set that way by the developers. That's amazing. Yeah. It seems. I, I don't think I care for the tips that much. No, <laughs> they're never that good. <sighs> All right, Tim, it's your yeah. turn. Well, what I'm looking for, one, is the racing game where the tip is going faster helps you win the race, because I've seen that a couple of times on loading screens in the past. Um, <laughs> That's just not always not true, crashing. though. But <laughs> try holding down the accelerator. Um <laughs> No, I'm in a, I'm in a weird position because I sold my PS4 before the five came out, and I've kind of told myself I'm going to wait until at least the second half of the year before I move in either new console direction, which means me really wanting to play um, near, yep, shiny new pretty near, which is coming out in April, which is at least two months before I'll buy a console that I can play it on. Yeah, but my god, it looks pretty. That game never looked pretty. It looks pretty now. It also looks it's like put a lot of work into it. Yeah, it. I mean, it's weird the amount of prestige that franchise got off the back of Watermata. Yeah, because it was like I vaguely remember playing Nia, the original. It was a 360 exclusive, wasn't it? No, it was PS3 as well. Oh, was it? Okay. There are slight. Um, I don't. There are slight variants between the 360 and PS3 version in Japan. 
Okay. And then they kind of merged them together to one game for the West. All right. Um, yeah, and it was it was fine. That's all I remember no, of it. Like it was fine. It was fine at first, and then it got really good. It's, it's it's janky, but like so creative. And then when you get into the new game plus stuff, it went from being like this weird oddity to like, oh, I wish I'd played this new game plus when I was being asked about game of the year for hyper because it does suddenly become a contender. So that's always put me off a bit about that series too. The fact that you've got to play it through multiple times to actually get everything. The thing is, the new game. It's the thing is, new game plus is a lot quicker. Yeah, it's it is a lot more refined. It it's not it's not your typical go play the entire game again. Like yeah. you, you, your second playthrough could be like three hours long. Okay. Yeah. And and a significant amount of stuff will have changed or be revealed that it's actually. So I'm Worth I it. am super keen do that and one of the things i think in general i'm keen for this year is to start seeing how the new consoles now that it seems they both have really well done backward compatibility Mm. and how two things that became standardized over the last couple of years of the previous generation were dynamic frame rates as well as dynamic resolution Mm. are we going to see these games kind of struggling to get above 30 on the PS4 and then like being locked 60 at a high resolution when you like play it, play it on the PS5 even though it's a PS4 game I think that's going to be the case I th- especially with these games that are still designed with the I guess older systems uh, as the lead console it seems I think. like it's very like if they all they need to do is like remove, remove a frame rate cap if that's there and yeah. you have a superior and it's man it's gonna make reviewing super super I say interesting but probably a pain in the ass if you're working for a big enough site that you're expected to cover every version yeah it, 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 and it's one of the reasons I think now more than ever it's important that we uh, a player 2 speaking of player 2 that we list the review version platform we, we, yeah. we cannot reasonably review every single no no but, no I mean an Xbox One original Xbox One game will also run on the Series X and the difference in experience that you are going to have yep mm. In those is you're going from like having a laptop without a graphics card basically to a full gaming PC. Yeah, it is, and it's it's almost that PC dynamic, isn't it, with the mm. range of hardware available? Not quite as complex, but you know, there's still like four or five iterations that that are going to have different I mean, performance. I'm over here, and spikes. I've turned the 30 frames per second frame cap on Death, Rant, Death Stranding. I'm still enjoying it, but I somebody who just bought a 380 graphics card is probably having a better time than I have. Yeah, the 144, you know. Just all the frames and all the all resolution, the all the frames and all the pixels. <laughs> so yeah, Nia's my big one. I'm I'm curious because I kind of I have a I guess the Stockholm syndrome for how clunky the combat was mm. in the original, but it's gonna it's gonna be so different now because it's kind of got that platinum edge to it. Yeah. Um, I just hope the soundtrack is still really really good. But there are a few others. I've gradually become increasingly keen on Bowser's Fury which I was ignoring for the longest time because I, I think like a lot of people are just throwing that off as like, oh, that's going to be like a couple of extra hours on top of Mario 3D World. And I'm one of the five people who actually bought a Switch, um, bought a Wii U and played that game in the first place. Yeah. What's a Wii U? Every Wii U game I had in the Wii U was really good. It was a very good secondary console. I don't think it would have worked as my main. No. No. It didn't have enough. But it was like, it was very, like when you wanted something just kind of more, more cheerful and polished the Wii U was there mm. um, but Bowser and I like it's more open world and I really did enjoy Mario 3D Land so yeah I'm, I'm keen to play that that's coming out soon and I actually have something I can play it on which is a bonus yes 
so Switch games for Tim this year. Switching, mm. switching, not too high spec PC. Yeah, switching indies. There we go. Basically, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'll touch and go here because I've got Resident <laughs> Evil Eight. After seeing a couple of people on my um Twitter feed describe it as basically Resident Evil Seven meets Four. Yeah. In my head, those are the two good Resident Evil games. <laughs> I think most people would agree with Four. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's going to be announced this year, surely. At some Surely. point, uh, after eight comes out, that'll be there'll be a very fancy remake of four. That has to be. Yeah. They have to let. They have to give eight a couple of months. To like they have to give it. So it could be like the E three or whatever happens with E three. I, I, I imagine on the Sony conference or whatever the Sony decides to do, that'll it'll show up there. Oh, actually, I'm, another thing. I'm very fascinated to see what happens in the second half of this year with conventions mm-hmm. where, especially with like press. Like, are enough people going to be vaccinated to, like, make doing a small show worthwhile, or... I don't think it is. is I don't... Gonna... I, I think it's going to Oh, in Australia, no, but you, you don't... I, the recklessness of what's going on in the US, so it would not surprise me. There is that. <laughs> yes. Surely <laughs> the issue will be international travel. Yeah. No, I don't think there'd be international press. Yeah. Um, they are hopeful, though. I know I did get an invite from Gamescom Singapore again. They're, they're dead set keen on it happening this year. And you look, need to be allowed to leave Australia, though. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, you know. And, I'm, mm. and I, I replied to him and said, absolutely. I've got, I've got frequent flyer points there that I put aside for last year to go. Um, so I, I can go. Oh, complete, uh, hard, says, complete hard digression is I think I got an email from Qantas recently, like warning, warning me that my frequent flyer points might expire. And I'm just looking at it going, what? You cannot do that right now. <laughs> like, come on. Come on, man. Uh, Qantas. Um, but for I guess for me, uh, I think others. this I year. List. Oh, you got, you're still going. Sorry. I was, Go. Yeah, I got a list. Um, Alex Kid DX, which was bought, which entered my list last night, was like digging around with stuff in the Mega Drive Mini. Um, <laughs> I had a master system throughout the most of the Mega Drive's lifespan, so all of my nostalgia is in that console. Yeah. And then I just started Googling. It's like, oh, they're remaking Alex Kitty Miracle World. And I'm not sure how I feel about the graphic changes. If, but... if you'd have read the article on Player 2, you, <laughs> yeah. you would have known it about it. A hey. while ago, yeah. But like... <laughs> wow, I, I check in like Tim's once or twice a week. I can actually miss stuff. Wow. I think it's just that Tim hates us. Wow. Yeah, self-hate. <laughs> it's all coming out. All the ones for you. I, I'm I'm pretty torn on the the visual update. Yeah. But it does seem to include the original game in like widescreen, so that that's cool. As long um, as the the um, Roxy's paper still exactly the same, so you oh, can memorize yeah, it. I literally <laughs> I had a secondhand master system, and there was a printout with all the with all the responses on the bottom of my machine. Yeah. <laughs> I just stick a tape for that. Um, that's for old people, Jess. It's fine. You don't get that. I'm not that young. That's a weird defensive (laughs) (laughs) position to take. Um, Shadow Warrior 3. I remember printing out guides for games, please. See, that's already showing how young you are because there was a point where you had to call an extortionately expensive number. Okay, young enough enough that I wasn't calling phone lines for help, but old enough that I had, uh, like, magazines with my walkthroughs in them. Yeah. I wrote one And would print out, like, 100-page documents. I'm sure your parents love the paper and ink cost on that. Oh, 100%. Thrilled. 
Um, yeah, Shadow, Shadow Warrior three. I've got I've got hopes for. Yep. Love the first one a bit mixed in the second, but you know the world seems to have cooled on Borderlands a bit now, so maybe it won't go too far in that direction this time. They have said that it's not in favor Good. of more crafted weaponry. They're going Good. down that route. So yeah, smart people. Um, the prospect of hearing anything about Metroid Prime three. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four. Four. Actually, I wrote. Wow, my typo was like come all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> um. All three, you know what? I, 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 I've never played three. I'll take a HD re-release of three in the meantime. Good cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the embarrassing thing is it actually did buy the Wii release for it on um, Wii U and never played it. Never played it. So my sister has the option of playing that if she still has my Wii U back in Australia now. Um, and the, 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 the big wild card is probably Amkina, um, Bridge of Spirits. Yeah, that's just kind of melted way, my yeah. heart when I saw the trailer. It's like, mm. if, this, if, if this is just like a clone of Beyond Good and Evil that looks like this, I would still be happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, Kena looks beautiful. It does. It's always... I guess you worry, though. Like, you see these I want games. that world, but I mean, I don't yeah. really know much about the game, but that world in itself, like, I yeah. want that to be really good. Mm. Yes. Oh, and right, any get... potential game that has Bernie patched in with his mittens on. Yeah. <laughs> obviously well it's gonna come to fallout or skyrim you just know it'll be in skyrim oh my god you're gonna just put the mittens on the dragons yeah that's <laughs> just, just have bernie flying around i mean it's yelling, cold there it makes sense yelling fusro dar at people <laughs> as, as he rolls past <laughs> oh well wow, for me, i don't think i didn't think i would hear like fusro dar from that would be like fusro da. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm here once again to tell you Fusro Da <laughs> I'm once Mix- again asking you <laughs> <laughs> mixing memes here let's go <laughs> yeah. alright um, I'm very keen for Vampire Masquerade too. funnily enough and I have been keen for that for a very long time uh, I loved the original I have no history with the tabletop once again but I really, really liked the original game on PC way back when, uh, which was a very long time ago now. So I'm really hoping they do well with this. And once again, it's another one of those games that's been delayed because of COVID or whatever. But if it makes it a better game, I am fine with that. Um, I, I am looking forward to, I think, I guess the first half of the year seems a little bit uh, barren for me, I guess. There's nothing. Oh, nostalgia. Remember how it was always the case that there was nothing in the first half of the year? Yeah. I, I mean, it seems like there's a fair bit coming, but there's nothing that's going, hey, this is a map game. Um, I, Mass I'm Effect. Uh, Mass Effect, but that's kind of a known quantity, you know, that, that I was always going to like Mass Effect. I'm looking uh, forward to this game that I played and loved a decade ago, is a little. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a cheat. But I, I, I am kind of keen to see what the direction that halo is going like to take the um i guess the poor showing in the video out what the developers are saying is is really interesting to me it's almost they're adding metroid elements to halo which like if that's implemented really well it sounds very cool because uh, the way you interact and get new gadgets and you get new access to areas and you can repair the halo ring that you're on so you get access to new areas and and like that could be a re- if that's really well done um you know, Halo could end up being that Metroid Prime game that, that, that I want. <laughs> that, oh, that, that would be like want. a yeah. merging of the past where like Halo and Metroid Prime were these weird 
rivals that should never have been rivals, but because fanboys yep. are fanboys and they have to yeah. argue about what's best. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that that sounds really interesting, and I hope I hope they get that right. But I, I think what's going to be exciting for me this year is I want to see now what they've they've got the consoles out, and it was obviously a struggle for both Microsoft and PlayStation to do that, um, in obviously trying conditions. Uh, and they're still, you know, playing catch up with stock. Well, the things that uh, made more than last generation is just the demand is probably because yeah, people are stuck at home so much. And 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 there is a lot of people out of work, but at the same time, there's a lot of people that still have jobs and now aren't going and anywhere have and have got like two thousand dollars left over for what would have been to a holiday to New Zealand. Yeah, so uh, there, there's that extra income for those no, people even for floating people who around. are out of work it's probably cheaper long run to buy a freaking video games console and stay at home and play games and go out and meet your mates at the bar every weekend oh yeah well you know going out in sydney yeah, yeah. <laughs> just 100 <laughs> bucks on parking in a parmesan like yeah 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 <laughs> i can't remember the last time i had a night out in sydney that cost me less than 100 dollars that's for sure um but uh i i think what sony and microsoft and to a lesser extent, Nintendo do kind of mid-year uh, with with their announcements. I think Microsoft Microsoft have said they've got more to announce. Uh, I'm sure Sony have got more to announce. And I think that's where we're going to start seeing some exciting stuff with the ne- next gen. Because at the moment, we're really just playing, I guess, 60 frames, 4K versions of last gen games. We, which is, we haven't which had is good, but... Which is good. Like, don't get me wrong. Frames and, and 4K are good. Um, but Actually, we haven't seen anything that I'm kind of really next gen. Hoping for this generation with all this talk about, oh, we can do 120 frames per second now. What that means is trying to get 120 frames and failing all the time means we get a lot more 60 by default. Yeah, yeah. Because it's kind so. of become the secondary standard. I think um, multiplayer, especially though, will, will become 120 standard yeah. very quickly because because yeah. Gears and Call of Duty are already doing it. So. Hmm. And it's um, going to be a, literally an advantage if you're playing against somebody on an older console. Yeah, it will be. It'll be very. It'll be like the RTX arguments as well, because uh, in competitive uh, Battlefield, they've had to turn off RTX because people with RTX cards get an advantage over people that don't because of the real-time reflections, so they can see people yeah. coming in the cars and things like that. So um, the, these things you never think of with technology are, are cropping up, which is which is cool and and odd at the same time. Uh, I think we're going to see also a Switch HD or Switch 2 or Switch souped uh, up version. I think Nintendo's year. basically got that ready, but I, so long as they're just selling those things like bananas, I think they're going to hold there. Yeah, I think towards the kind of, you know, that November time frame, I reckon. I think that they're going to wait until the buzz around the next Xbox and PlayStation has died down enough. Yeah. I would actually say March next year. You reckon? Uh, I think it might be announced this year. It may not come out this year, but I think we'll get confirmation of it this year i also do not I, think it's going to do 4k no i don't think it will there's no need to because most people play it on the screen you know on their little screen you don't need 4k on a screen that's as big as your wallet some people would probably argue that you do yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i know there's like apart from nintendo games it's showing its age yeah you know and it showed its age pretty quickly because it was always well, it was- slightly even you by know. Nintendo standards, it was less powerful than I was expecting. Yeah, like they used a full-on previous generation graphics card. I was, I was always expecting that. I was expecting like a custom one that was kind of like a one point five. 
Yeah. They did not even do that. They just and then they went. used a mobile processor as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I'm interested to see that because I think, you know, there's a lot of especially third-party games that could do with a bit of extra power. And we're not going to see any more Switch. of those impossible ports going forward. No, I think it's going to get to the point we, because the third parties are all moved to, I guess, the, the Series X and the, the PS5 that making those crazy ports like Doom Eternal, which they somehow made work. Uh, <laughs> they make Doom work on everything now. Yeah, but like that Doom is an amazing. That is an amazing testament to that screen. software. That, that yeah. engine. That, that, that it can actually, the new Dooms, I mean, not mm. the old ones. The, yeah. the old ones that run on your calculator at this point. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone's done it. Someone's done it, I'm sure. But yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a year of surprises. I, I don't think what they've announced so far is amazing. Um, I'm keen to see Hellblade 2. I reckon mm. it's going to be awesome. I loved the first one. I, like I thought the first that was one a lot as well, actually. So the I'm use of sound in that game is, is outstanding. Nervous about Balan Wonderland because I really wanted that game to be good, but some people are saying that demo was kind of buggy as shit. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, I well, I think we have some coverage up just now. Um, yeah, yeah Paul, Paul just put it. up a player two plays available now on the player two YouTube channel. But since it is a video, I cannot consume it and contribute to this podcast at the same no. time. I, I will tell you that Paul was not impressed. Yeah. Um, to be fair, though, he, he hasn't made a real good game since Knights, has he? Uh, not really. I think he's also worked with Yuji Naku, who's not made a good game again since about Knights. <laughs> it's about, did they have anything to do with Sonic Adventure? Because the first one was all right. I you know, but, legitimately like the first Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been a long time between drinks anyway. A very long time. <laughs> uh, anyone else got anything that's that's popped up while we've been chatting that they want to talk about? No. I mean, tangentially, only tangentially related to gaming because mm. I like tabletop gaming as well. Um, I, I'm looking forward to a board game that I backed on um, recently. Yeah. Um, ISS Vanguard. It's a whole like whole sci-fi game for one to four players <clears throat> where you're going to like planets and exploring and doing missions and that it's all kinds of bits and there's a folder in which you like open up and you've got you've got crewmates that that can skill up or die or you know it's it's a whole thing i'm kind of looking forward to it um it's like it's like 10 kilos apparently <laughs> wow. holy shit in terms of like yeah in terms of stuff so i'm like this is gonna be even <laughs> if the game is terrible good luck i got good a whole bunch of cool shit with it yeah. good luck convincing your wife to let you put that all somewhere <laughs> oh, 10 yeah. kilos it's, holy man yeah yeah that's pretty crazy and um and also like i've been also playing like um an online well i say i've been playing rpgs with a friend with some friends um through discord and oh, using yeah. Roll Twenty, Roll Twenty, which is like an online site for you to run like run tabletop RPG campaigns, and we did that for most of 2020 as a as a way to escape the horror. And yeah. I think that's gonna keep on happening until in 2021. Awesome. Roll Twenty is pretty good. I've I've used it before too. It's it's really quite intuitive to use. Yeah, it, it's pretty good, and you've got yeah. If if somebody knows what they're doing. I don't mm. know what I'm doing, so <laughs> yeah. Take some learning, but yeah. But um, it's been uh, uh, our sort of our game master knows what what he's doing, so mm. we're able to like 
do all sorts of things with maps and counters and rolling dice and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. But I'm Anything that forward. can bring joy in the hell year in, of 2020. Yeah. And 2021 as we go into another lockdown over. And 2021. <laughs> oh, I do. I am curious about Pokemon Snap, though. Yeah, I actually was just, while you were talking, I was just thinking about Pokemon Snap as well. Yeah. Because... Uh, I played the original for it's like surprisingly minutes fun. and went, that was fucking terrible and hated I it. I actually kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, I was a, great. you know, a 17 year old male with horrible amounts of testosterone in my system. So I can imagine while <laughs> photographing Pokemon wasn't my thing back then, I would probably have a greater appreciation of it now. But yeah, look, if you had known that Pokemon technically meant that. pocket monster, you could have had all sorts of sexual innuendo with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, chances are you were. Yeah, user was just maybe more in the uh, WWE SmackDown Two camp. Mm. Uh, it was Goldeneye and Perfect Dark. That was that was the the entire playlist. Basically, was... shooting things. Yeah. <laughs> Look, at the time, I was about seven, so <laughs> Pokemon Snap was like. The best. Pretty good for me. Um, and Ocarina of Time, obviously. But oh wow, yeah. that's a pretty good taste for a seven-year-old. I don't think seven-year-old yeah, me would have gotten dark. far in that game. All right. Uh, well. Yeah, I was dedicated, but I was also seven, so you know, took some time. But um, yeah, I'm. Well, we're getting the wrap up now. here from the editor of editor? the podcast. <laughs> Of the podcast. No, uh, I'm the editor now. I'm no, I love to ramble. Yes. Um, so quickly, before we go, one last quick question. If you could have any game announced this year, what would it be? Honestly, They've already 74. done it for me. They announced Mass Effect. So it's coming. I just don't know when. Like Stop. like the new one, not the, the remakes. Yeah. Yeah. With Liara in it. Yeah, with Liara. My truest love. Uh. <laughs> Ken. Yeah. Oh, man, what? I was literally thinking about something, and then you asked a question, and then my mind went blank. <laughs> and now I can't I can't remember anymore. He just so, wants an update to MechWarrior Online. MechWarrior 6, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, probably. I'm, no. I'm a little bit more. I, I was literally thinking about, like, oh, I wonder what else. And then you asked a question, and I, my, my mind went blank. So you might have to circle around back. Okay, then. Tim. Like I think I said already, like honestly, Shenmue Four. Like I, I mean, really, were yep. you expecting a different answer? <laughs> I thought Knights sequel, yeah, maybe. Knights. Yeah. No, Knights. <laughs> Knights is a lot more self-contained. It's not like an unfinished thing. Yeah. The and other would be like a random team eco game, like an unknown yeah. team eco thing, perhaps. Yeah. All right. I guess I think I. Well, I'm not going to say Jade Empire. Too because it's never coming. Um, a new jet but, set radio would be good. Sorry, a new jet set radio would be good though. It would be. I would like to see this Kotor thing get announced. Um, yeah. There's uh, some pretty strong rumours that it's coming, and it's not Bioware doing it. Um, so yeah, hmm. that would be uh, awesome because honestly, why they haven't made more of those games is beyond me. Everyone loves them, um, so it's odd. EA seem to be afraid of money. <laughs> Specifically, your money. Yes. <laughs> well, a lot of people. It's Star Wars. Like, come on. It's, yeah. it's not a hard sell. 
they have done a spectacular job of not doing anywhere near as well without license as you think yeah they should have had like a ton more they've had a couple of solid landings but they've had that thing for years yeah it took them a long while to get rolling uh ken nah it's gone nah it's It's, gone it's gone it's it's a blank well in that case then you can lead us off where can we find you on the Uh, wide world of web you can find me at twitter at pixel hunt um yep I don't have anything coming up on the Player 2 website just yet, but hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Excellent. Jess? I also am on Twitter, at Zamit Jess. So my surname, Z-A-M-M-I-T, Jess. Um, and also all over Player 2, because I just won't quit now. So. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, Trapped. You can check out, I guess, my review of the medium if you want to hear more words or see more words about that. Excellent. Tim? And, yeah, I'm at Pretend Beard on the Twitters. And I'll be up all week editing this podcast, which is now going on forever. It is a long podcast, but that's fine. Sorry. This is what happens when you ask me to talk about games. (laughs) No, it's good. (laughs) And you can find me at QSO81 or Player2AU. And the big thing I'm doing at the moment is the VR um, fitness thing again. I'm doing a round two, this time with an Oculus. Um, and so that's kind of a weekly thing I've been doing and I'm, I'm planning on actually running that for six months. It won't be a weekly update for six months, but the, the first month I'll do weekly updates and then after that I'll probably spread it out to a monthly thing. But yes, that, that, that is what I'm working on and also I've started pumping out more chapters for um, my kids' store, my controller, which Tim's got one of to yeah, look at. I also when need gets to look at that crap. That's what I'm doing. I'm actually just behind the scenes. I just don't care. You just care. But Tim, care. Tim's, Tim's the, the grease that keeps the wheels rolling. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that should be a compliment. It sounds kind of gross. <laughs> you greased him. <laughs> well, he said grease, not lube. That's, I don't know. Either one. Grease is, is just like sticky or lube. Like,